Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. <laughs> today is Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. The weather today will be a high of 4 degrees in Edmonton, 3 degrees in Saskatoon, and 7 degrees in Toronto. Thanks, Evie. Woo! <laughs> I I know we're not supposed to say this. I know I know that we agreed that we would never do this in the morning show. But holy shit, am I ever tired? <laughs> like zero sleep last night. And I can't cancel two days in a row. Uh so let's let's rewind a little bit. Um we had one hell of an amazing networking event, REA Masters Networking event in Calgary on Saturday. Mm-hmm. At <laughs> oh boy, yeah, <laughs> uh, a little more enthusiasm. Uh, and <laughs> so we finished out the night, and then uh, Sunday morning, I woke up with like I don't know where it came from, but like a horrible stomach flu that lasted twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, so that kind of ruined Sunday and into Monday. And but the thing is, I slept like 18, 20 hours. So I woke up on Monday and, uh, you know, went went on with my day. I, I felt a bit better yesterday, mm-hmm. about 80 percent. And then uh, and then last night, my body's like, no, you ain't sleeping. You slept for like a day. So zero sleep last night. I texted you at 1.30 in the morning because I was thinking about taxes. Um, did you get the text? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So very tired today. And I'm looking over at my co-host and honey, you look like shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm not feeling the best. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to turn this shit around. <laughs> we're going to give you the best darn show you guys have ever heard. Okay. Who do we got joining us on this amazing show today? <laughs> I see Eric. <coughs> and I see John. <laughs> is that is that how you're going to sound? Is that the best you can do? Okay. Sorry, guys. Okay, so Gab got sick, too. And the whole house is sick. It's got something going on. Everyone's got a different... It's a cornucopia of... Um, of ailments. Uh, good morning, Nat. Good morning, Jeff. Oh, come on, like you mean Nathan. it, guys. I'm gonna, I'm doing my best here, but uh, I'm definitely not feeling good. Nathan, right <laughs> I see you there, buddy. Good, good morning, morning. Denise. Denis. Thanks so much for joining us, Romeo, Listina, Philip. A lot of people think that uh, a lot of people were thinking that I got sick because of the tacos and tequila. Yeah, that's false. I, that would never happen. <laughs> I had a flu. Yeah, you were you were fevering and yeah. Oh yeah, I was just yeah. not myself. I thought that I yesterday afternoon I thought that um, I thought that I was going down with your flu because I woke up with the chills after a nap and I was like, oh man, but no, just got everly's cold. <laughs> so <laughs> which any, is good. I'm glad I didn't get the flu. But so, Listina, yeah. if you're feeling fluey, uh. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. She, she can't she came out for tacos and tequila. Yeah, she yeah. did. Yeah. Uh Romeo, good morning to you. And Philip. It's great to see Philip out at the events on Saturday. Yeah, it was really nice to see you. Paul Morgan. <laughs> Ken, how you doing? El Ray's here. The big smiley face. Thank you so much for joining. <laughs> Garrett's here. Welcoming his peeps. Don, good morning. Uh, good morning to Taylor. Good morning to Matt. Leo is in the house. 
What else we got? Um, oh Cody, good morning, Cody. Cody. Sheila. Jenny Five. Good morning, Glenn. Nasir. Emily. Mm-hmm. Johnny, Johnny says stop eating at dives, but obviously he's never been to Native Tongues. Oh, no, Native Tongues is the best. <laughs> is the best Mexican restaurant. <laughs> it's uh, it's like the kids say, it's a vibe. <laughs> it's a vibe. Awesome. Yeah. I think I, I think I made it to the end of the list there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so sorry for canceling yesterday's show. Um, it was just not happening. Just not happening. Don't yawn in the microphone. Oh, is that in the microphone? Sorry, guys. Oh, no, no. This is a morning show. We're supposed to help them start their morning, Gabby. You, I, no, not happening. (laughs) (laughs) I was, so um, I'm up late last night, you know, thinking and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to email Ember. Not Amber. Not my old high school girlfriend. Ember. Ember, the cups that we drink from, mm-hmm. um, they're these really amazing uh, heated cups. So um, they, the, the battery lasts for up to four hours. It, you can set the temperature of your coffee or tea or any warm drink um, from your phone, from an app on your phone, and it will maintain it. Um, you can get like we I've also got the travel mug as well, and I can customize the name and the greeting <laughs> on my mug i can adjust the temperature on my mug i i it's it says um at one time i I let gabby use it and i customized it on my phone it says hey babe no it said boobs that's okay (laughs) okay all right yeah but you know customize it however you want right so i'm thinking to myself like here we are slurping away from these things every morning and I ain't getting one penny from Ember. <laughs> so I'm going to be emailing Ember and I'm going to get some of that Ember money. <laughs> or we are going to take our sipping elsewhere. <laughs> uh, I know for a fact that at least one person bought a cup over Christmas. <laughs> Is Amanda here today or or Sean? Um, I don't think so. But I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure that Annette got one too. Um, oh when, yeah, Amanda's here. Yeah, when, when you're buying your Ember cup... I want you to throw in the feedback. Um, in the notes. <laughs> in the notes from your purchase. Thank you to Property Poppy at the Real Estate Investing Morning Show for the great recommendation. <laughs> you said that the battery lasts four hours, but mine dies out at one hour. Does it now? Yeah. Is that just because my coffee's getting low? It's supposed to last four hours. Oh. Maybe it stays, it can stay charged for up to, well, you know, you know how they are. Am I charging it too much? I'm not letting the battery drain completely? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you tried turning it off and on? <coughs> no. Um, I don't know how. Well, <clears throat> what it may mean is like it can it can hold its battery when it's not being used for up to four hours. <coughs> oh, boy. Without having to be recharged. So we got a little tea. Um, what do you call those things? Saucer. A pardon? A saucer. <coughs> Yeah, like mine's on a saucer right now. It's just continuously charging it. Um, yeah, enough of that until I start seeing some money. <laughs> Today. <coughs> you okay? Yeah. Hey, guess what? We are broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday to Friday, on the Podbean app at 6 a.m. Mountain Time while Wayne dies. <laughs> um. Great to have you all here. Wayne, if you've got a finger handy, maybe we can have a little word from our sponsors. Yeah, working on it. <laughs> Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI Properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from no DCI. No sloppy seconds. So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. 
To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta Buyers, or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. And we are back. And it turns out <clears throat> Amanda bought an off-brand of Ember. <clears throat> okay. So, uh, well... Uh, I wonder if hers lasts four hours. <laughs> okay, upcoming events. I'm not going to touch that one. Um, upcoming events. Well, this f- Saturday, we have our REI Masters networking event in Edmonton. Uh, and that is from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. <clears throat> there are a few extra tickets um potentially one person backed out yesterday uh to be honest i'm wondering if it's come available on the website or if someone snagged it we can look at that later um yeah or you can go and look if if you're waiting for a ticket i know someone uh, unregistered and they're unable to make it so they unregistered yesterday yeah have a look if uh if it's available and then uh march 18th uh I will myself for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain that I will be in Calgary for Barry McGuire's uh, wholesaling workshop on March 18th. So register for that at barrymaguire.ca. <clears throat> We've been covering the topic of buying off market properties at our networking events. Lots of people asking about it, about um, how to go about building a successful wholesaling business, or at the very least, how to go about like finding marketing for off-market properties whether you're going to be assigning them to someone else or whether you're going to keep them for yourself uh, it's a great opportunity right now with a lack of inventory in the calgary market um on the mls so it's a great opportunity to get in there and start finding some off-market deals um yeah so uh definitely register for that barrymaguire.ca hopefully see you guys there for that and then we'll be announcing our next upcoming uh, monthly REM Masters networking events today or tomorrow. Yes. All the I'm going to try and actually, I'm going to, I'm just going to release the dates for like the next six months. Hmm. Um, so that way everybody can plan out their half their year and get registered and um, so they're covered for awesome. all the next upcoming events. Good. We've already got all the topics and figured out and we have an idea of who we want as guest speakers. So we're going to start reaching out to them and, and getting that ball rolling. So... Good, good. Very excited about that. Yeah. Okay, so what do we you have any saved questions from last mm. week? Or we need some people to step up here, get their questions answered? Well, you know, uh, we say it every day. Uh, take advantage of the free coaching. So bring your questions. Um, get them in early in the show, ideally, rather than a little bit later in the show. Because we like to try and once we get a couple of questions, we like to try and keep them on on topic, topic, right? Mm-hmm. To kind of keep the flow of the show going. Um, so if there's anything you're working on right now you'd like to discuss, if is there anyone new to the show today? Um, Quickly, you got to say hello before Chris leaves. <laughs> Crispy's going to say goodbye here any minute. He's going to get to work and, and you're, he's going he's gonna to miss you. No, uh, no, no. No. Uh, Phillips is building your power team, which is a really good topic. Yeah, um, he's been trying to get us to talk about it for a couple of weeks now. What? <laughs> okay. Since the cabin. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Okay, good. Okay. Um, but also Garrett has a question that I feel like we could answer relatively quickly as mm, well. This is how Philip gets screwed. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got, Gab? From Garrett? Yeah, sure. Uh, Garrett says, uh, what are the first things to do once we get position, possession of our burr on Thursday? Mm, okay. This one's an easy one. Um, warm up the vehicle and take it straight to the local taco shop <laughs> and celebrate. There you go. Okay. You heard it here first. Step numero uno. Okay. Step two. Is he curious or has he got the rest all figured out? Um, he's getting good. He's getting possession of his burr on Thursday. Yeah. God damn. Congratulations. 
How about a, a, a silent round of applause? That's great news. That's terrific news. Um, uh, well, yeah, can you think of any like housekeeping things need to be taken care of? Not like cleaning up the place, but. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Garrett, there is, there should be, I don't think I'm lying. But because you are in the master's mentorship program, if you go into the vault of documents, there should be a checklist in there for taking possession of a new property. Um, I can't remember if there's one for for flips and burrs or just for picking up new properties in general. But uh, that's what I was going to mention anyways, is the in general portion. Like you're going to want to make sure your utilities are hooked up. those types of things. I can't like. Okay, I got it here. I got it here. Brain dead. Um, set up property taxes with city if they're not included with the mortgage. <clears throat> Insurance is already going to be taken care of, right? Yeah, you can't set up property taxes though until title changes. So just wait What about on utilities? That. Utilities, you can. You can? Yeah. So setting up utilities. Um, Insurance. Thank you, Taylor. Yeah. Make sure you got your, ins- well, you would have had to do that for the lawyer anyways. Yeah, the lender's going to want to see that in advance. Um, no, that about that- covers it. <laughs> what? That's all that was on there? Well, yeah. World's for- shortest checklist. <laughs> well, no, for afterwards, it says, it, I legit, Gabby, it says set up property taxes and underneath, celebrate. <laughs> Which, tacos. to be honest, I'm going to be editing this document during the middle of the show. I'm going to change it to tacos. <laughs> that's awesome um yeah anyways garrett you can go and um pull up those checklists and that's why they're there make sure you don't forget anything at that at that point you should be working on if you haven't already work on your scope right so if you have the opportunity to get in there ahead of time i would start doing your measuring before you take possession um i always like to when you're doing a burr or a flip if you want to get that 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 ball rolling um i like to put a clause or a term in the purchase agreement that says that you are entitled to X amount of uh, visits before you take possession. So that way you can go in get all your measurements done. You can, you know, this is a townhouse for you, but like if it were a single family house, I'd say order in your windows, you know, order up, uh, what else? Kitchen. Kitchen, get your uh, HVAC company in there because sometimes they take a while to get your quotes. Um, kitchen's a big one. If you can get all that measured out and get those ordered. Um, so that way you can get things rolling and, and try and, um, you know, compete with some of these other burr specialists and trying to beat their records. (laughs) Um, like Mitch and Cody and Liam doing these super fast burrs. Um, yeah. So, uh, I would say, you know, getting in there as quickly as possible, getting your scope of work all figured out and getting your team, um, all, um, set up and, 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 and understanding what's going on. And so that they can hit the ground running. Yeah. Um, something that I like to do right off the bat, and I think that'll be super helpful for you since you guys, um, don't live in the same city. So I know that your, your visits will be a little bit less than somebody who's, um, who can be there every day checking in is when you get possession and you're doing your scope of work, also count out like, how many flush mount lights do I need? How many mm. door stops do I need? How many, like, like how many faucets? How many bathroom mirrors? How many, like all of the things that you're going to need, try to count them out so that, um, because like if you're somebody who's going to be there every day, it's not a big deal. You can just kind of like, you know, whenever you're in there, be like, oh, how many, how many uh, vent Uh, vent covers do I need again? And then you just like check and then you go pick them up or whatever. But Mm -hmm. when you're not going to be there all the time, it's really handy to have that list and to just like do a really big bulk order and have it delivered. Yeah. Um, So that's something that I would suggest uh, if you're going to be there on Thursday anyways, getting the keys is count out all those things, all those vents, all those doorstops, all those mirrors and faucets and toilets and um, everything. Just get everything counted out in a big list and then you can start ordering. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you see Josh sneak in the room. Good morning, Josh. Yeah, Josh sneaked in there. Um, yeah. So that kind of covers it. Uh, but from what I understand, Garrett and uh, Jack, you're going to be doing a lot of the work themselves. Oh, awesome. Okay. So you'll be here more often. Crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> Considering they live hours away. But you know what? That's commitment. That's commitment to their success and their goals, yep. right? Yep. At least I think so. Very cool. Uh, good morning, Liam. Saw you come in there. I always, I like, I always strongly encourage people on their first project to try to be a little bit hands-on mm-hmm. or if not fully hands-on because once you learn the process and learn the skills and learn you know everything that it entails it's much easier to um to hire it out the next time because you yeah. know what the expectations are you know what the timeline is you know in which order things need to happen um whereas you're going to stumble through it the first time so yeah i'm I'm pro hands-on in the beginning to get that experience before you start just hiring everything in. Um, uh, John's got a question I'm going to answer really quickly, and then we're going to get into today's topic of uh, building your power team. John's question was, uh, when you take on a private lender uh, mortgage, like Calvert, for example, do you still pay CMHC on your mortgage if you put less than 20% down? Great question. That came in now? Yeah. I, I missed it and I wasn't fully listening. Oh, uh, no. The answer is no. Um, private lenders do not, f- private mortgages don't fall under the same kind of rules and regulations as uh, as other lenders. Um, so private mortgages do not, um, you do not require having to pay a CMHC or getting CMHC insurance to uh, um, to protect you or protect the lender. Um, so no, the answer is no. Okay. It's one of the cool things about private lenders, um, in that, in that private mortgage realm is that, um, same kind of rules don't apply. Um, qualifications are significantly different as well or how Mm -hmm. they qualify. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, what else we got here? Just want to check through the comments really quickly. Um, John says, yeah, I thought so. I had an argument with another realtor, but I just wanted to make sure and ask anyway. An argument or a discussion? (laughs) Well, were you chucking fists? I was going to say we're fist flying. Um, well, that's a nice little segue into, uh, building your power team. Um, find a realtor who doesn't throw fists. No. Or who does. Find a realtor who's willing to chuck fists for you. Um, Who's willing to exchange the myths? Um, not every realtor is going to be qualified to be your realtor on your for your real estate investing business, and that's not to say that every real some realtors aren't aren't qualified or competent in their in their in their in their in their craft or their. Uh, their field. What I mean is that some are experts in some things and some are experts in other things. Mm-hmm. And you need to have a realtor who understands how real estate investments work. Um, I lost count how many times I've had people come up to me like, yeah, um, I use this realtor and they're really great and they help me buy my house. And then you hear the same story every single time. That like, oh yeah, my first realtor, yeah. I, I just like they were so nice and I just used them anyways. But yeah, I'm looking for another type of realtor because they didn't understand it and they they told me to buy this property and it just it didn't make any sense. And it's not your realtor's responsibility to know whether uh, a piece of real estate will work as an investment property. It's your responsibility, but it sure does help. Yeah. If they have a general understanding, especially when you're new. Mm-hmm. When you're new and you know you don't know what you don't know, and you're stubborn, and you you got you got one shot, you've got sixty k in your bank, and it's like this could be my one property before I go and look for joint venture capital. Just it's better to you're you're in a better position if you have someone who understands real estate investments or owns real estate investments. So 
when you're thinking about building your power team, because you've heard this a million times now, and Phillips, you know, getting into real estate investing, and he's like, okay, everyone keeps telling me to build my my power team. What the fuck does that mean? And how do I do this? Mm-hmm. Um, my my strongest best suggestion would be to just reach out to other reputable real estate investors, not someone who's got one or two. I'm talking about go and ask like some real players in the game. Who do you use? Right. And that's going to be your best bet because the biggest, most successful real estate investors are going to be, they're going to use the ones that are the best. Yeah. Because the biggest, most successful real estate investors don't have time to be dealing with the small stuff. They want someone who's going to bring them the best deals. They're going to want someone who's able to look at a property the same way they're going to look at it and make it easy for them, right? When you're building your power team, what you want is you want a team of professionals who know their shit, who line up everything nice, neat, and tidy for you to just knock it all down, right? But you as a real estate investor, you need to know what it is that you want first, So you need to be able to tell them what it is that you want. You need to have a clear roadmap defining exactly what you are doing, where you are going, and what your next move is. And then you can pass on that roadmap, that detailed roadmap, to your professionals so that they can help set you up for success. So realtor, they know you are looking for these types of properties right now. They know what your buy box is. They know what areas you're looking for. They know what the tenant profile is. Right? They know exactly what it is you're looking for. So they're just going to line up all the searches and all of their energy into finding that particular type of property in that particular buy box because they know that when they bring it to you, you're going to pull the trigger and you're going to buy it. Now, for a mortgage broker, very similar, but your mortgage broker needs to know how many properties are you planning on buying? How many mortgages are we talking? How much money do you have to put down? Right? Because they're going to build you a mortgage roadmap which is going to outline exactly how you're going to get the most amount of mortgages or the right amount of mortgages for your plan, right? How many times do you hear people asking, how many mortgages can you get? Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's kind of a complicated question. But if you plan it properly from the get, from the beginning, and you tell your mortgage broker how many you're planning on getting, how much you're, you can put down, and what types of properties and how much they're going to cash flow, your mortgage, a good investor-focused mortgage broker can get you the right amount of mortgages that you need. If you plan it out properly, if you go with, you know, TD Canada Trust or Susie does mortgages over on 9th because she's sweet and she gives you a gift basket whenever you buy a property and she's a friend of your mom's, she's going to get you the cheapest, best interest rate with the lowest amount of money down and the best terms, hands down. Susie knows mortgages. Susie knows gift baskets. But Susie does not know how to get you exactly how many mortgages you need to get you to your goals. She does not understand the game of real estate investing. So you need someone who understands how to get the most mortgages or how to get as many mortgages as you need for what your goals are. And I'm telling you right now, if you go with Susie for the first two or three properties, you're shooting yourself in the foot. You are, I promise you. Because when you do go, when you use Susie for the first three properties and you don't finance them properly, or you go to the wrong lenders, and then you go to the you know the serious investor-focused mortgage broker afterwards. They're going to be like, "Oh, why did you go to those guys? Now I can't send you to these guys because the way that they're structured, they only allow mortgages for these types of things, and they only allow this many mortgages. So I'm going to have to send you over here. I don't know if I'm necessarily going to be able to get you as many mortgages as you need. So you have to plan from the beginning. You have to begin with the end in mind, mortgages especially." Every great idea, every great business idea model I've ever had has been ruined by financing (laughs) because I never put financing first. You have to put financing first before anything. Financing might actually dictate what types of properties you buy and how much money you put down. So if you want to know who's the, like, I I don't think this is the, well, I'm going to say it. The most important person on your on your power team is your mortgage broker. I said it. I said it. I never said it before. But you should be starting with your mortgage broker. Seriously. 
then you're working your way, work your way backwards because I've had mortgage brokers tell me that, hey, like I can get you that money mortgages, right? And you can get that same cash flow. But unfortunately, that property type that you're planning on buying, the way that the lenders look at the at the debt servicing, you're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to, it, your, your debt servicing won't work out because there's not enough cash flow in those types of properties. Yeah. Right. You might have this really cool idea, but it's not going to work. And you're going to get capped out at four properties, which there's lots of different ways around that. You can look into joint venture partnerships and that kind of stuff. And don't get me wrong. Like when I say that, you know, you're going to get capped on mortgages, there's lots of ways around it. There's seller financing, there's joint ventures. There's lots of creative strategies, which we can teach you about. Um, but I strongly suggest if you're, if you're looking at getting the most mortgages possible and reaching your goals in that, in that route, mortgage broker. Okay. Now, lawyer. Um, lawyer is another extremely important person on your power team. Um, can you go to any real estate lawyer to do a transaction? Yes. It's a basic transaction. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're going to receive your purchase offer. They're going to contact the seller's lawyer. They're going to contact your mortgage lender on title. They're going to request the uh, the paperwork to to pay out the mortgage. They are going to get a trust letter from your buyer, or sorry, from the from the. No, I'm looking at the wrong one. I'm mixing them up. Um, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna. You're buying the property, so they're gonna. Okay, right. I mixed that too. <laughs> See, let's rewind a little bit. They're gonna call up your mortgage lender to get the paperwork for your mortgage commitment, right? They're gonna get all those ducks in a row. They're gonna ask you to send in the bank draft. They're gonna, you know, review the RPR with you. They're gonna pull title to make sure everything's all clear and that it's gonna be an easy transaction, right? Then they're gonna send a trust letter for mm-hmm. for your for the seller for the person you're buying it from, and then they meet with you and then they, you sign the mortgage documents and they take care of all the other legal stuff, land transfer and whatnot. Most real estate lawyers can, all real estate lawyers are are qualified in that, but when things start getting a little more complicated. Maybe you start adding in some like seller financing stuff or some, you know, some more complicated troubleshooting is required. You're going to want a realtor who deals with investors and not with mom and pop purchases, right? Because a lot of real estate lawyers, they just deal with one client one time and that's it. They buy their home and maybe in 10 years, they call back, you know, Bob's legal office you know <laughs> 10 years from now they're like hey remember me and bob's like oh of course i remember you how's little how's jimmy right and, and then he might help you one more time you know with your with your transaction investor focused lawyer you're going to be dealing with them many many times and you're going to build a really strong relationship with them and you know maybe you're doing a deal that closes in three days Bob ain't going to do that for you because Bob needs three weeks. Yeah. Right. But if you need a three day close and you need them to review something complicated, some, some, um, there's some lien on the property from some debt that needs to be paid out or whatever, something complicated, an investor focused lawyer who you've built a relationship with is going to be able to help you out through that. Bob's going to tell you, well, you're going to have to ask for an extension on your conditions or the possession date. Now, I'm not saying every real estate lawyer is going to bend over backwards for you and and make miracles happen. But if you build those relationships and you show value and you provide value um, and you have a lawyer who understands how to deal with these situations, who's well-versed in them, it's a far more likely, right? So I wouldn't chase the cheapest, you know, Bob's cheapest legal services, I would I would go after the best. And in order to find out who's the best, I would ask the players in the game, who do you use? Ask for a recommendation or a referral. Like, hey, who do you use? And they say, so-and-so. Say, would you mind introducing me by email? Yep. Right? Because if that person just, if you just call them up, I mean, are you going to be taken as seriously as that big player? No, ask them to write an email, a referral. Hey, this is my friend, so-and-so. He's a new real estate investor. This guy's going to really shake up the industry. 
It's going to do lots of deals. Um, can you can you help them out? That's going to go a long way, right? Yeah, for sure. Home inspector. <laughs> Home inspector is a very, very important person in your team as well. Yeah, I something mean, you'll learn if, uh, if you've ever tried out a, a few different inspectors over the years is that they are definitely not all equal. Facts. Yeah. I mean, we've we've certainly used um, a handful of different ones over the years and and the reports vary dramatically and how in-depth they are varies dramatically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you want in-depth or do you want simple? Gabby, what do you prefer? <laughs> in-depth? Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, some of the simple, simple ones and maybe some of the ones who um, aren't as experienced may um, may not necessarily miss things. They're all trained to, you know, check for all the same sort of things, but um, they might not be as knowledgeable about what to do in different situations. So like what are the, what recommendations can they pass on to you for the situation that you know, whatever they found. So that's one big thing that I notice is that, um, you know, a difference of just stating what is seen, which is their job. Mm-hmm. But again, it's like the realtor thing. You know, it's not their job to know the num like to, to be able to like, give you renovation <laughs> costs and that sort of thing to tell you how much something's going to cost. Like it's your job to do the due diligence. They mm-hmm. just bring you whatever search criteria you've set up, right? But if you have a realtor who knows those things, it's like added value. And it's the same thing with an inspector. If they know, if they're if they have far more knowledge and have been doing it for a much longer time and can not only point out what is wrong, but bring you several recommendations or tell you how much it's actually gonna cost to remediate and those types of things, that's added value, right? Yes. I'm just uh, reading through the comments here. Um, so Philip was asking about um, Realtor and Red Deer and, and, and Philip, I did see your post in um, REA Masters Facebook group there. And I've just been working on that silently. Um, but at the same time, like I was just a little, um, I, I wasn't operating uh, over the weekend or on Monday because of um, the busyness with the event and then being sick. So um, I'm actually going to reach out to someone for you in Red Deer, um, a player. And I'm going to ask who they use. Um, and it looks like Jeff in the in the comments as well. Jeff is actually reaching out or having a, a meeting with um, two realtors in Red Deer, and he's going to make some recommendations as well. I would highly recommend whoever it is I suggest and the two people that Jeff suggests um, interview all three and find you know find at the end of the day also you have to which I was going to get into afterwards um, any professional. You want to find the best, but at the same time, you also want to find someone that you communicate really well with and that you can have a good relationship with. Um, Because having the best person doesn't necessarily mean that like they're going to be easy to talk to. You want to communicate with them well. You want to be able to... This isn't always the case because not everybody drinks, but like sometimes you want to be able to have a beer with the guy or the girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or just be able to have a conversation. Yeah. And... We've like, we've been highly recommended or sorry, recommended highly to certain professionals that um, we just flat out were like, no, I can't work with this person. Like just the, the communication, the um, personality clash, the like, whatever it is, where like tons of people are saying like, this is the person, this is the person. And we were just flat out like, no, they're not our person. Yeah. So it, I think that that's extremely important. Yeah. I mean, these are people that you're going to be doing lots of business with for many, many years, decades. If you plan on, depending on what you're planning on doing with your business, <laughs> um, you're going to be doing lots of business with these people. And, you know, you you want to have some form of relationship with them, friendship. It still needs to be business. You still need to be able to hold them accountable. But, you know, when they call, you know, you don't want it to be all business, right? Because this, this journey of being a real estate investor... Um, I like to think that it's, uh, you're becoming a real estate investor and not just like having this new side gig of being a real estate investor. Um, 
I don't think that there's a work-life balance. I think you just become a real estate investor, you know, someone who's dedicated to bettering themselves and building a business and, and, and creating legacy and, and, and long-term wealth for your family. So if that's the person that you are, and that's the person that these are the things that you do and how you feel every day, the people that you surround yourself with should make you feel good, right? It's not like you're clocking in and clocking out. Like these are people that are going to call you off hours when there's an opportunity. And you know, if you don't, if you don't like them very much, it's, it's going to, it's going to affect your, it's going to affect your happiness and your fulfillment. So I, th I think finding the right people, you know, is important to the right people for you. And, um, it depends on your personality and depends on your character. If you like, you know, if, if let's say for example, if like you're, you're a really, you know, wacky fun loving person who loves, you know, fart jokes, you know, finding the right mortgage broker who does fart jokes is going to be right for you. But I, like, if you're, if that's not your thing and this person's just like, Hey there, shit face, <laughs> you're going to be like, Oh God. Wow. Great example. Hi Dan. <laughs> If I got a deal for you, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to be like, oh, God, he's just, and you're going to be like, honey, I, I can't stand this guy. He's too over the top. I don't know where he gets his energy from. He's just too much, and I can't fucking handle him. I can't fucking take, I'm just going to, I'm going to send him to voicemail. I know I'm going a little, you know, over the top, but like, but it can happen. Like some people are just way too over the top, and maybe some people are just way too quiet. And they never say what they actually mean. They're too timid. They only tell you what you want to hear, but you want to hear the truth. You know what I mean? There's so many different ways to look at it, depending on just different personalities and how they drive. Mm -hmm. So find the right character, the right personality f for you. And, it, you know, you might have to, you might have to go through a, a, a few professionals to really find that right person. And don't be afraid of doing that either. Don't be afraid of interviewing someone, trying them out for a deal, and then just realizing they're not right for you. Mm -hmm. And then just moving on. No hard feelings. It's fucking business. That was another important topic I wanted to, to bring up was that too many people, too many people have a hard time, f quote unquote, firing someone or moving on from someone. 100%. Oh, uh, they just worked so hard for me. And I just feel like I'm obligated to, you know, to sell my house with them. No, you're not. Hell no. No, you're not. They got paid for what they did, okay? Unless, of course, you have some sort of an obligation or you made a contract. the <laughs> contract or you made an implication that, you know, you were going to do something for them because they did something for you, then yeah, honor it. Be a good person. Don't be a dick. But if you fulfilled all of your obligations and your requirements, you are not obligated to do anything for anyone. This is your business. Do what's right for your business. Do what's right for to getting you towards your goals and, and putting food on your table or money in your children's trust accounts. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, another professional, uh, bookkeeper. Mm -hmm. Bookkeeper, same thing. Just find a good qualified person that is going to be able to understand your business. Can't just hire one, two, three bookkeeper. Yeah. I feel like, um, I feel like an important tip here would be, um, Someone I've, who's good at math. <laughs> There's spreadsheets for that. <laughs> um, I feel like accountant and bookkeeper are kind of, um, well, they're definitely in the same category, but um, I, I think it's important to get a bookkeeper recommendation from your professional accountant who you have, have sourced out um, because they're going to recommend somebody who is highly skilled in your field of real estate investing. Uh, not all bookkeepers understand the intricacies that can come with real estate investing, especially if you're doing things um, that aren't just a standard. I put 20% down on a rental property and I bring in rental income and sometimes I fix things. Yeah. Um, when, when it goes beyond that, it's really important to have a really skilled bookkeeper and, um, and I wish that we had taken that more seriously sooner. Um, we had an amazing bookkeeper, or it was a bookkeeper slash accountant, sorry. Yeah. We had an amazing um, bookkeeper accountant um, that worked with tons of, of businesses locally here. And she was amazing. I loved going to see her. Uh, she did everything quickly and, and by the books. And she was fantastic. But 
I learned later on when we scaled and kind of outgrew her and switched over that uh, we could have been filing things a lot differently that would have been far more beneficial to us. Mm -hmm. So it's those types of things that Wayne just said, don't hire one, two, three Susie or whatever you just said. Bookkeeper, yeah. Yeah, I I would. Susie does bookkeeping as well. Yeah. (laughs) She's your mortgage broker. She's a Jill of all trades. Susie of all trades. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. But anyways, I would like personally, if you want to take this seriously right here, these these two um, people on your power team, bookkeeper and accountant, I would start with your accountant, uh, find really good referrals, and then get to their bookkeeper recommendation. And like one thing that I found well, and I'm I'm really, really strongly planning on finally <laughs> using our bookkeeper this year. Um, but one thing that I found is that our accountant said, okay, well, here's a few different bookkeepers that we work with and that would be really great. However, based on how you operate and how I've seen you bring in your documentation and you know, you're very organized, you have notes on this and that, and these things you would pair really well with this bookkeeper. She's kind of like, I I won't say what he said, but she's a stickler um, for having things in order and you two would get along great. Whereas, you know, some people come in with their box of box of um, Receipts. receipts from the past two years and say, Hey, help me out, do something with this. I'd recommend a different bookkeeper for them, right? So being matched up properly with somebody who who will jive with you and who will put up with whoever you are mm-hmm. is important. Sorry for rambling, but no, I, I think this is a really important one. It, it gives good context. Uh, so why don't, we, why don't we just transition um, right into accountant, the next person in your power team? Mm-hmm. I don't deal with them. <laughs> Inter- nice guy, really nice guy. Great initials. <laughs> WH. Yeah. Um, interview accountants. Mm-hmm. Um, get recommendations, get referrals for people again who are who are who the players in the industry are using. And pay them. And pay them. Pay them. Yeah. Don't don't not pay them. I didn't ask how much it was. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Early on, we used um, like a when when we the only network that we had available to us was the rain network we were like oh they recommend this accounting firm so we need to use them mm-hmm. and they were priced atrociously and they had zero personal contact it was like schedule a call get through details and call i'm like do you Carry know who on. i am <laughs> i mean i didn't even know who i was at that time but i i knew i knew i was going to be somebody but we thought, <laughs> yeah. but we just thought like, oh, this is who's highly recommended. But but little did we know that you know everybody pays to play when it comes at, from a referral from uh, a network, right? Like, you know, they're paying to be recommended, they're paying to sponsor, they're paying. So of course, anyways, we learned the hard way that um, that get get referrals from people who are in the business who are doing what you're doing, yep. Yep. and. Um, so that's exactly what we did a couple of years ago. We I reached out to the top players. Yeah, we reached out and said, "Who's everybody using? Like, we need somebody skilled in such and such." And you know, at that point, we were doing a lot of uh, creative financing, uh, creative business models, that type of thing, and we knew that we needed somebody more. So um, somebody there there was a couple recommendations, but somebody's name kept coming up from like the top, top players. And we were like, we need to meet this guy. So I sit down on the other end of the table and I says to him, here's what I got going on. I lay out the whole business model, what direction I'm going with it. It's complicated, advanced business model, seller financing strategies, et cetera, et cetera. He goes, okay, yeah, uh, we would structure it this way. I would just funnel it through that way. I would probably delay it or defer it this way and make a little more sense. CRA will have a better understanding of it and and, then we'll put it like this. And um, no, I I think that you'll actually be under this and you won't get taxed that way. And I'm like, holy shit. Like in that meeting, we stopped in the middle of it and I looked at Wayne and I said, like just flat, like we're hiring him. Yeah, you're not supposed to show your poker face, guys. Yeah, we you're not supposed Jesus to show your Christ. poker face, but there was no, there was zero, like it, we were hiring him. She legit looked at me and goes, "We're hiring him." I'm like, 
Gab, I'm not done. <laughs> but no, just like, and, and you know what? Also like a super chill guy. And that was the other thing. It's just like, he was just like, he wasn't like, um, I don't know, like a nerd. Wayne. <laughs> what? I mean, just like. So you don't, you some, won't deal with the, nerds? No, I'm just saying like some people just like, are like, it, I love numbers and, and, and like no personality. Like, can I just be real? No, no apparently not. <laughs> We're trying not to get canceled. <laughs> Well, just like, you know, like some people are really good at their job, but they have zero personality. Yes. Right? I can think of a few. And are you? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he had a personality and it jived really well and he had confidence, yes. but it wasn't like um, a quiet confidence. It was like, you know what? It, it was, it was a perfect balance of confidence, competence and, and personality. Yeah. And um, yeah. I swiped right. <laughs> That's the right way. Right. 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 If you... Yeah. Wait. <laughs> yeah. I swiped right. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Hey, John. I see John's little comment here in the, in the, in the, in the chat there. He's like, according to Wayne accountants are nerds. He's he, you published that today. I better not see that on the headlines. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne's surprised that an accountant has a personality. No, I know lots of accountants with personality. I, <laughs> trust me, I, I, I've, I've got lots of friends who are accountants. Great personality. Great personality. We actually do know quite a few accountants. Yeah. <laughs> Which I never realized until I just thought about it. Yeah, absolutely. This and guy, they all do have stellar personalities. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> I've yet to meet an accountant without a personality. It's true. <laughs> I'd say, you know, accountants out of all professionals, out of all professionals we deal with, probably have the most personality. JD says, I'm rethinking my life choices now after I answered, after I answered your math question the other day. <laughs> Uh, Philip says, I didn't even think about an accountant as part of our power team. I thought a power team was just a realtor, lawyer, and mortgage broker. Uh, false. No, you got, there's so many Contractor, people. Contractor, cleaners. We'll, we'll be getting into that very shortly handyman. here if, if we got, if we utilize this last eight minutes. <laughs> um, yeah. Accountants are the ones that ensure that you pay the least amount of taxes legally. Yeah. I'd say they're very important. Yes. Um, Not number one though. Mortgage broker. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I still stand by it. Yeah. Um, accountants, I really like accountants. And I'm I'm ashamed that I made such a, an offensive comment to the industry. Um, I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so I, I would find the best yeah. and, and pay them. Didn't even ask how much it would cost. Never even looked at the bill. But you need to know that when you've got a question that the person's going to answer the phone and they're going to have the answer. And that's what I want. And that's what I want from every professional. I was talking earlier about like having your professionals line things up for you nicely so you don't have to do any of the legwork. If you can call someone on your team and get access to them quickly and ask a question and they answer it, that's, that's valuable. If you know that I can, you can pass something off to a professional and then it's being done properly and you don't need to double check it, that's valuable. That frees up energy. That frees up space in your head, in your brain, in your mind in order to, to, to focus on the things that are most in, important and not focusing on double checking other people's work. It's, it helps you delegate, which is a very difficult thing to do when you're running a business. You're starting something up. It's your baby. You want to ensure that it's being done right, that everything is in order. Everything is as it should be so that you are reaching your goals, right? So you need to be able to trust your professionals. So find the right ones. And if, if you try someone out and they don't work out, cut them out quickly and put someone else new in there. Um, okay. I think uh, that the theme here is consistent that um, you know, when you're building your power team, I mean, like there's so many that we haven't gone through, property managers, handymen, mm -hmm. 
uh, general contractors, cleaners. Let's these, do, let's do, okay. I'll let you finish your topic. Or yeah. Your I just like, so there, you know, there's, there's so many different people that we can talk about. And I think the most common theme in all of those is that you need to get referrals mm -hmm. is that these aren't easily found by Googling, uh, real estate investing focused cleaner <laughs> real estate investing focused handyman like you're not going to find the person that you need by doing that or by you know you might luck out scrolling kijiji and trying somebody out and they're amazing but the chances of that you know happening quickly are very slim so the reoccurring theme here is to get referrals from people who have been in the industry for a while and who have uh failed over and over again trying to find the right person mm -hmm. and and you know reaching out and getting a good referral is always going to be the easiest way to to get to the to the best people in the industry 100 percent. and so a lot of people are probably thinking to themselves like well the the top person in the industry would never even look at me because who am i i'm just new i'm just my first property and and you're right you're a nobody right now. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to tell you you're somebody. No, it's it's true. The best professionals are going to work with the biggest best investors who are going to provide them the most value, whether that be, you know, um, the best referrals or or just paychecks, right? Whoever's putting money in their bank accounts, whoever's putting food on their table is going to be the ones to get the most attention. But that doesn't mean that you can't necessarily work with those people. Um, there's two ways to go about it. You can build up your reputation, right? You can build up your reputation to so, so that you get noticed by these professionals so that they do take you seriously. Or, as I mentioned earlier, get a referral from a player. Get a referral from a big investor who has influence, who has a reputation, and ask them to refer you. Like a, like email introduction. Mm -hmm. Don't just say like, oh, okay, they said one, two, three, Susie, bookkeeper. I'm going to give her a call in and say, Wayne oh, well, told Wayne to told me you. to call you. No, get Wayne to write the email don't, saying, don't, I'm not going to write you guys email. Saying <laughs> one, two, three, Susie, um, you know, hey, it's it's Wayne here. Hope, hope all is well with uh, little, little Johnny the eighth. <laughs> Sorry, Johnny. <laughs> Um, my, my good friend here, Philip is, uh, needing a bookkeeper. Um, I need you to take good care of him. He's, uh, you know, like, mm -hmm. the, so Susie's like, oh shit. Like one of my, one of my top guys, Wayne is telling me to take care of this person. I better freaking take care of them. Because they know that they better, because just Wayne's not happy. Then, then we got a problem. Yeah. And, and that's, <laughs> use a different person. So it sounds yeah. better, but, um, it's the truth. It's, you know, that's a great way to kind of um, bypass that whole process of having to prove yourself first. Now, um, you also have to live up to that, right? And that's why I'm a little hesitant on who I don't just, you know, DM me and say, hey, can you recommend me to all of your professionals? <laughs> you're going to have you're going to have to do better than that. Like I will, I do it for all of our mentees in yeah. our master's program, mm -hmm. mentorship program. I'll do that hundred percent. Anybody needs a recommendation. I'll do that. Um, I'll do that for someone who's proven themselves, but don't, don't, please don't take offense when you shoot me a DM and you ask me for that. And, I'm, and I just ignore it or I say no. And, and that's just because I have your reputation as well that I need to maintain. Right. Yeah. So you do need to prove yourself. If you're not proving yourself as a, as, as a, as a, an experienced investor, you also need to prove yourself just in, and what you're willing to do. And, you know, you got to put the work in, right? Um, not everything is for free. And and that's just the way that the world works. <laughs> yeah. um, so please don't take offense to that. It's not that I don't want you guys to succeed. I also don't want to saturate my professionals. Yeah, to the point where I'm losing my service. So uh, I'm telling you to do one thing, and then I'm telling you to do another thing. <laughs> I'm telling you not to bug me. But it, it, I'm just I'm being real. If, if if you guys have learned anything, it's this is a very transparent and honest show. Um, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat things. I'm gonna tell you the way it is. So that, that way you guys have the facts, and then you guys can actually take all this information and and actually use it. Right? This hour, this half an hour, the last half an hour, could have been a 
$300 masterclass. If you think about it, you know what I mean? Think about the courses we've taken in the past, Gab, and what mm-hmm. we paid. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, this, this is not people charge for the shit. <laughs> um, I wanted to add in the handyman as the last one. I know we're a little over an hour now, but I think handyman is really important as well. And I think just for the handyman, you need to find someone who knows their shit, who knows how to fix things, who answers the phone when you call. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, ideally, it's someone that you like as well, but that's a tough one to find. Handymen uh, for rental properties, boy, oh boy, are they yeah. were tough to find. Yeah. Because um, any good handyman is going to be charging out a higher rate and doing larger projects. I was going to say, like, even when you find a handyman who's willing to, you know, go and fix the toilet valve and then, you know, uh, go and change out a door lock, you know, here and there, they are usually eventually going to stop taking small jobs and they're going to start taking larger projects yeah. because they 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 want to be busy for a couple of weeks or a few months opposed to driving to 10 different locations each day doing 10 small jobs right yeah. so i mean unless you have that's why it's really great to find kind of like um older like into retirement people who are just trying to keep themselves busy because yeah. they just they they don't mind they just want to go do some odd jobs here and there so they're yeah. great people to find um but yeah those those young guys that are starting out with a handyman service are usually working their way up to taking on big projects so yeah. they're they're only good for maybe a couple of years and then they're gone so uh, uh, gabby's absolutely right um Older guys who just pick up jobs from time to time who don't want to be on big jobs, they're perfect. Um, They love those little three-hour, four-hour jobs. Um, Also, if if you have an active side of your business, which is like doing fix and flips or burrs, and you've got some contractor teams, um, you can always pull a guy off your team to go and and fix, do a small repair at a rental property, Mm -hmm. and you can be strategic that way. That's normally what we do. We'll just have like our guy be like, hey, you know, when you've got a slow day while you're waiting for mud to dry, you know before sanding can you go run over to this property and uh and change a piece of flooring and you'd be like yeah sure or like hey can you haul out this dryer yeah sure not a big not a big deal so um like most of the rental property stuff unless it's like an emergency um can hold can wait a week or two you know what i mean as long as it's not um not a priority so yeah um last question how long do you give someone before deciding to change them out on your power team uh as quickly as possible I once give them a job if they can't do it. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Um, if you're having doubts, then that's a, that's an early indication. That's just my opinion. Yep. Um, I don't waste time. Life's too short. Um, it really is. And I don't just say that life is way too short. Um, and it just flies by and, uh, life is too short to be worried about whether they're the right person or the not right person or how they're going to feel or how other people are going to feel. Fuck it. Move on. Yeah. If it doesn't feel right, then move on. Yeah. Sometimes you need to see it through. Like if, I don't know, I guess I won't go down a rabbit hole, but if you want to give them a second chance, give them a second chance. But like, no, I'm not I talking think- about second chances. I'm talking about like, it, depending on what kind of professional it is, if they're in the middle of something and you've realized, like, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to see that specific thing through to the end of it and then move on. True. Like, sometimes it's not as easy just to like cut things right in the middle and, and then insert somebody else into the process. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you need to be strategic about ensuring that you're still like you don't cut someone out in the middle of a job, like in the middle of doing your taxes or in the middle of doing a project just to have to bring someone else in, which is going to pull, you know, put you back two weeks. It's going to cost you more money. Sometimes you got to be strategic and and getting the best outcome. And is it better to keep this person to um, to see the job through or is it is it is it better to hire someone in Mm -hmm. you know i may lose four thousand dollars by you know pushing this job back by two weeks but is is it going to be a better outcome that way or is it better just to keep them and and endure this um there's lots of different ways to look at it but i think you know the i think the the most honest answer or the most uh, relevant answer i can give is that you as a ceo of your real estate investing business or any business your job as the CEO is to make decisions and your ability to make decisions quickly is 
what is going to determine is how it's going to determine your success. Yeah. Seriously though, like you don't have to be super smart. You just need to be able to make fast decisions, whether they're right or they're wrong. It doesn't matter. You, you live with you, it. You live with it. You you make a decision that with the to the best of your ability with the information that you have, and you move forward. If you can do that, you will be much further ahead than everyone else who sits there sits there and ponders, yeah. trying to find the best outcome. It's better to make a fast decision and to move forward than to sit there and ponder and try and get it perfect. I know it's it's kind of reckless. I can understand that it sounds a little reckless, but it's the truth. The best CEOs are the ones who make fast decisions or they have the ability to make quick decisions. Yeah. And I just, uh, let's let's leave here with uh, Johnny's uh, statement here because I it kind of solidifies what I was trying to say cryptically. But <laughs> um, he says, unfortunately, we were too deep with our mortgage broker and had to see the deal through. Changing brokers would have lost the deal. Exactly. So yeah. you need to see what's at stake here. Do I need to endure this to the end? Or do I have the capability of swapping things out and still making it happen? So that's exactly what I mean. Sometimes you just got to see it through and make it happen. Mm. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm a little, I'm a little surprised. Um, Gabby's tone really turned around and I'm really proud of you. Thank you. The, um, the coffee. Oh my God. In. Gabby just came back. Did it? Oh, yeah, I said, you were just like, uh, yeah, it's the coffee. Did it? No, I didn't. Yeah, I said thank you. The for coffee a, kicked for in for a second. You kind of had a, <laughs> I don't know. We'll play that back. Okay. We'll play that back, guys. But no, what I'm saying is this: this turned out to be a a pretty darn good show. All right. I I, I mean I don't want to toot our own horns, but if I was to toot our own horns, I would I would uh, uh, well let's end it with a little bye bye toot toot. Hmm? How about that? We'll see you guys tomorrow on uh, Wednesday. Bye. <laughs> All right, give her a little bye-bye toot-toot. Toot-toot. <laughs> Bye now. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 